Hi, welcome to the Minority Money Podcast with our dad, Emlyn Miles Madigan, the best dad in the whole world. You know why we think he's the best? Because he teaches us stuff, good stuff about life and money. We know you will love him as much as we do. So, so let's, let's get, get on, on with, with the, the show. show. Welcome to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, founder and CEO of Gen Next Wealth, a fee-only financial planning and investment firm. And we specialize in working with minorities. We help minority families bring clarity, harmony, and focus to their finances. That's with Gen Next Wealth. You can get any information you want about that company that I work for on the website at gennextwealth.com. And we are continuing our journey in health and fitness this month. And today we're joined by one of my old friends, longtime friend, lover like a play cousin, because she actually was a play cousin. Today we're joined by Summer White Suski. Thanks for coming on the show today, Summer. Thank you for having me, Evelyn. And so today Summer and I are going to talk a little bit about her business, what she's doing. She has had a phenomenal career. She was I'll let her give you some of her background, but today I'm really excited. It's always fun for me when I can actually have one of my friends on the show and be able to share the platform with them and let them tell their story. And I don't like to take time away from the guests that we have. And so I'm not going to do that this summer. So Summer, without further ado, if you could just go ahead and give our audience, the Minority Money community, a little background of yourself. Thank you. So I am a certified nutritionist and CEO founder of Soma Nutrition, which operates a full-scale concierge kitchen in New York City. The goal there is to help clients really stay committed to a dietary plan, and it's been going great. I also am the founder of Soma Speaks, which is a wellness series I started in California. I've expanded it here to New York, where I'm now living. I host it with other practitioners and entrepreneurs. And it really focuses on self-care over just a myriad of topics. Awesome. And so I know I've seen some of the stuff I follow you on IG, of course, and I see the stuff that you got going on and I absolutely love it. I've been watching from afar for a little while. Gosh, for years now, like I've seen you do this, just it's, it's kind of cool to see the growth of the business and the growth of your family as well, because there's yeah. a little guy running around and, and your husband as well. It's just been so fun. Like I watched you get married and all on IG, right? Because I'm, I'm there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm right, there. Right, right. I see it on IG. I'm like, we're there. So today we're going to talk about like, I was looking for a name for the episode because I always come with a name and I always try to kind of make something up creative, but I think it's about food, right? It's not so much you are what you eat, but I think you kind of are what you eat. I will actually speak to that. I feel that you are what you digest and absorb because right. we can eat a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean we're getting anything out of what we're consuming. And also speaking on social media, mm-hmm. it's really awesome that you share that with me, Emlyn, because... Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, and you know this for your personal career, Mm -hmm. we sit behind computers Mm -hmm. Mm 24-7 and we connect to a lot of our clients over the phone and over Zoom calls, you know, how it's impacting people. We have metrics and things for how it's impacting. But what I love that you shared that you've been watching my journey and I have been with yours as well, because, you know, you can sometimes feel isolated in your career. And um, I love what I do, but... I'm also really excited to just be on your show, to connect in this way, and to really touch people. So 
Awesome. That's why I love social media because the power of feeling like you're connected in those moments. I mean, I remember seeing, like I said, looking at pictures from your wedding and then, you know, seeing you have your son and then it's just been awesome just to see it. And so I think that for people that are rooting for you, it's sometimes you need to know that, yeah, you might not have known it, but we've been rooting for you. So continued success for the rest of, you know, to what you're doing. But what I wanted to go into is we talked about this. And so for the listeners that, you know, you said Soma Nutrition, tell us what that is. Can you talk a little bit about that? Tell us about that, please. Absolutely. So Soma actually means a body in Greek. And for what my mission and vision has been for Soma, it's really essentially a holistic way of looking at how the things we consume, our environmental exposures, our unique metabolic and biochemical needs impact our overall health. Mm -hmm. So when I work with clients on a nutritional level, I need to understand what their greater kind of bubble looks like so that I can create dietary programming that's unique and bio-individual for them. When I onboard clients, it always starts with blood work and I have to understand the nutritional deficiencies that are going on in your body, how you're breaking things down, like I said, how you're digesting and absorbing the foods you consume to really see how I can optimize your health and how I can kind of play puppet master to really help optimize your health. And so when you're saying you're having your clients go through blood work, so they actually coming in, someone's drawing their blood or they go into their primary care physician and then they bring you back the panel and then you can actually develop a nutritional plan for them based on that? Is that how it works or? Yes, the latter. So we all have our primary care physician. Mm -hmm. I outsource to them. You know, if you want to go to your internist or your OBJYN, I have my specific biomarkers and my specific tests I like to read. And then I can curate that information into an analysis that I share with my clients so they can begin to understand their blood work. Mm-hmm. How many times have you ever had blood work and you either don't get the results or you get the results and you're like, oh, cool, everything looks great. I'm like falling within the normal range of everything. So let me just put that away. But you don't exactly know what you know serum glucose is or mm-hmm. homocysteine or zinc or how any of these affect your body. You know, Not so exactly. So <laughs> I basically decode all of that information. You know, and the amazing thing about the world we live in today is everything we can find online, right? So a lot of people do this, but the beauty of working with an expert is that you hire and pay us to do the work for you. (laughs) So that's where it starts with my clients. And it is really a deep dive and it's really an educational moment that my clients can take and use for the rest of their lifetime. It's so crazy because like automatically, like I'm thinking, you know, men, I'm just thinking men, right? We don't, we don't want to go to the doctor ever, right? And so mm-hmm. now, like I'm thinking about going to the doctor and then doing a the blood work. I remember it's so bad with even my doctor, which maybe I need to switch. I won't say his name, but with my doctor, I went in one day to get a physical. I was like, hey, I want to just do blood work. He's like, you don't need any blood work. Get out of here. And I'm like, uh, dude, I just asked you, you know, I hit him with the bro, like, bro, get this work done because I need to know yeah. what's going on. And I think that we as people neglect ourselves. And when you said it yourself, you said self-care. So I think your clients are serious about getting things right. Because if they're going in and they're seeing their doctor, then coming to see you, then they're already showing how their level of commitment, if you will. Right. 
Yes and no. Okay, so everybody's not doing blood work. And I'll, yeah, no, and I'll say this. Okay. No, not everybody's doing blood work. And I really like to tell clients at the onset, I mean, in the state of where we are in healthcare, it's generally preventative. And most of the times when you have just your standard CBC complete blood count, it's free. Like you go to your doctor, you say, hey, let me get my blood work. And it's generally free. Hmm. Most of the times people come to me to lose weight. Hmm. So often it's wrapped in vanity and that's totally fine. But I think where you'll get the value in working with a person like me is that it's not just about how you look on the outside. And for me, I used to compete in bodybuilding and I looked ridiculous. You know, I was between 10 and 13% body fat. I manipulated my body to really like, you know, be aesthetically pleasing, but I was far from healthy. Mm -hmm. And so I like to let clients know like, Hey, we can absolutely lose the 20 and 30 pounds together, but let's look at what's going on inside your body and how we're making an impact for the long term. Because again, we need to understand how the food is breaking down in your body if you're having immune responses to it, et cetera, because ultimately long-term inflammation can create cancer and that's at epidemic proportions right now. So great. Start with a goal and then get deep with it. Because at the end of the day, you are what you digest and absorb. Exactly. So you had a, a medical condition that you were diagnosed with. And, and I think this was kind of the reason that kind of led you down this path, right? So talk to us about that, being diagnosed with Crohn's and what happened like after yes. that. So a few years back, I said I was competing in bodybuilding mm -hmm. and I started getting clients, high level clients. And I was flying all over the world, training top pacemakers and movers and shakers. Mm -hmm. Now, I was really committed to, again, just my aesthetic goals, mm -hmm. and I was eating a diet that ultimately did not serve me. Mm -hmm. While I was traveling overseas in Asia, you know, I ate some sort of street food and I got sick, mm -hmm. is a common case, right? But what was just a standard bacterial infection kind of blew up into a long term hospitalization. And after CT scans and colonoscopies, blood tests, tool tests, et cetera, doctors determined that I had Crohn's. Mm. Now, other doctors said that I had colitis and other doctors said I needed resection surgery to remove parts of my intestine, et cetera. Ultimately, none of that really mattered because I'm not my diagnosis, but mm. I knew that what I was eating was not serving me because I wasn't born with Crohn's or colitis. I didn't have inflammatory bowel disease before, and it happened in such a short time frame. And again, I knew I needed to make a change. So Back then, there weren't many products on the market to help me on my journey of, you know, optimizing my health and wellness. So I started creating recipes and these were anti-inflammatory, very alkaline, you know, high fiber, low allergen kind of recipes. Mm -hmm. And again, I was working with clients, training their bodies. And so I decided to start introducing them to nutrition at that level. And so I got all my certifications. I continued doing my research. I started reaching out to practitioners and, you know, naturopaths and functional medicine doctors and oncologists and all sorts of practitioners that really helped just round out my understanding of, you know, my health and the things that I needed. So mm -hmm. that was really what the foundation of Soma Nutrition, that's where it really grew and developed from. Right. And so... 
from that, I mean, it had to be, you know, had to be scary, right? You're going to the doctor trying to figure out what's going on. And then it just really takes you down a path of finding out why, right? And so it's incredible what happens when we start to dig and find out stuff for ourselves. And so talk to us a little bit about why gut health is so important. Yeah, absolutely. So gut health is so important because it literally is our immune system. And we have over a trillion types of, you know, bacteria living in our bodies. And our gut bacteria produces many of the neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine that actually affect our mood. They affect our brain health. So, you know, gut health is imperative. And that's really where just our overall health stems from. So the fact that mine was so out of whack and, and imbalanced at a time when, again, I physically looked and felt pretty good. I noticed I wasn't sleeping well, you know, and overly stressed. I had really high cortisol levels. And I thought all of that was just related to how much I was working out. Mm-hmm. But again, it was something really, really deep in it. And it was expressing itself through, you know, various symptoms that I needed to decode. You know, and I was talking to someone else about this, but I've heard about how your gut is, you know, it's like your second brain, but it doesn't work well if you're not feeding it the right nutrition, nutrients, I should say, and your body's not absorbing those things. And so it starts to throw off all kinds of other things. I've personally been more conscious of what I eat. You know, I've tried a few diets. I've tried keto and eh. I've tried um, low carb and eh. I've tried plant-based diet. That one was actually really good. Like that one really made me think about what I was eating, why we were eating it and how it affected me. And so I would journal. And so as I journal and meditate and stuff like that, I I can really track what's going on. It even actually has led to me moderating the consumption of alcohol that I have. Not that I was out, you know, hammered all the time or anything like that, but even the types of alcohol. So if I drink dark alcohol one night, I'll say, okay, this is how I feel when I wake up. If I drink light alcohol one night, this is how I will when I feel up. And this is not somewhat not being drunk, but just waking up the next day and feeling my body and being mindful of what's going on. All of those things begin like having that brain fog, which that's a part of your gut health, right? So absolutely. And can you talk to us about that? How how does what you eat affect, you know, your brain function? So I will say this, you mentioned alcohol. So alcohol consumption affects, you know, our body on so many levels. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's microvilli that line our gut and it can literally paralyze and destroy the microvilli that helps us digest and absorb food. Right. Mm -hmm. But the other issue with alcohol, and I don't like to vilify anything Mm because, you know, I love to drink a great Bordeaux as well. (laughs) You know, I, I was talking to a friend a few years ago that said he was giving up alcohol. And I said, well, you're not even going to toast with with champagne on your wedding. And he was like, no. And you know, to each his own, that's everyone else's path. But, but for me, I, I wanted to toast with champagne. So, but I also have to understand the implications and what's happening to my body and, you know, chronic alcohol consumption can actually paralyze our hippocampus, which is like a small structure in our brain that's linked to memory and and learning. And that's why when you speak about moderation, like you have to understand things at large doses have huge impact. And so there's multifaceted reasons why certain consumptions affect us, but it's really just about how damaging something can be to our gut and the bacteria in our gut. 
speaking about things that, you know, you hear about gluten these days, everyone's gluten-free, gluten-free. And again, gluten, is not this like evil, you know, evil structure, but it, it's a structure in protein. You can find it in wheat, you can find it in, you know, in various grains, but gluten can be abrasive to the gut. Imagine the structure of like a monster with like fuzzy hair and appendages. And that's kind of what the gluten molecule looks like. So for some people, it could be really damaging. And the way that you know if it's damaging is if you have an inflammatory response to it. If you start seeing eczema pop up on your skin, if you have yeast issues, if you have the brain fog, et cetera, these are all body cues telling you that you're having a reaction to what you're eating. Mm -hmm. And if you continue eating these foods over the long term, again, chronic inflammation can create cancer and it can create other things. And I'm not trying to scare anybody, but when your body's cueing you and telling you something, you should do exactly like what you're doing, Emily, and you should journal it and reference it and see if there's a pattern. Mm -hmm. And then understand, hey, am I so committed to that food or that lifestyle or that consumption that I'm okay with the long-term impact? And if so, great. But if you are open to giving it up or to, you know, lessening the consumption or, you know, the frequency, then you can create a different narrative there. Absolutely. And I think that it's something that we've all been there, whether you eat some food and it makes you feel a certain way. I think one of the biggest things is when people have dairy, right? You know, if your body disagrees with dairy, then you immediately know when you eat it, like something's wrong. I need to fix this, like my stomach, you know, whatever it does to your body when you have it. And I think that that one is a clear cut thing that we can look at and say, okay, this does give me issues. I think something that's less obvious is when we're having the alcohols that we're having, or we're having certain types of food, whether it is meat, and I'm not saying meat's bad, but I'm just saying some meat does react with your body differently than plants do for that matter, or plant-based products for that matter. But if you are just living life and not really in tune with yourself, you won't know that what's going on. And if you can't pinpoint what's going on, then it's not good and it does lead to other issues. Yeah, absolutely. And really tying all of what, you, what you're saying into just like alignment and awareness, right? With who we are and what our purpose is. You have to just really give yourself permission to look at your life holistically and see what is working, see what's not working, what's bringing you joy, what isn't. And you bring up dairy and alcohol and its impact and how you can experience it right away. But that shows up in, in our careers and our relationships with friends. And so that's why when I say so much holistically, you know, it's a holistic way of looking really at our exposure and our environment and our life. They all go hand in hand. So Summer, I know you talk about like blind spots, exposure and alignment and, and how it relates to nutritional health and life purpose. Can you talk to us about that? I just want to hear your thoughts. Absolutely. So the concept of the three really, I've been tapping in during my Soma Speak series. But as far as exposure is concerned, you know, we really can only become a product of our exposures. So there are so many blind spots, like just imagine us in life and, you know, and what your family exposes you to, the schools that you attend expose you to, And that's one reason why I really love things like your podcast, growth tools like this podcast and education and internships and travel, networking, et cetera, because they expose us to things that we didn't know we didn't know. And so the beauty with my diagnosis, you know, inflammatory bowel disease, let's just call it that, 
is that I had this blind spot and I thought that I knew everything as it relates to nutrition. But that allowed me to really find out things that were out there in the world that I wouldn't have found out before. It inspired my curiosity. It really contributed to like expanding my awareness. And really, I look at things of that nature and I celebrate them. I mean, it really essentially put me on the path that I'm on today of helping people because prior to the diagnosis and the blind spot, I likely wouldn't have become a nutritionist. I probably would have maintained my career in personal training. It was going really well, you know, training people from around the world, but I wouldn't have tapped into that area of life that really brings me so much joy and passion. It's funny. It's like, I don't know if serendipitous would be the right word for that, but it just kind of happens. And now because of life and exposure, it had you align your nutritional health and your life's purpose, right? Absolutely. That's crazy, right? So, And it is serendipity. It is serendipity. I I like to use this word synchronicity, right? Mm -hmm. And years ago, Deepak Chopra, you know, he had filmed a podcast and he was talking about this concept of synchronicity and that nothing in life is coincidental. And, you know, it's funny, Evelyn, before I started the call with you, I was thinking about the synchronicity between you and I, Mm -hmm. because we met each other in high school Mm -hmm. and we didn't know who we were. We didn't Mm -hmm. know who we were going to become. We were just, you know, little seedlings in our our stage of evolution, but we had this synchronistic bond. And Mm -hmm. here we are today speaking on such a different, you know, level and platform. And I really don't like to assign good or bad or emotional, Mm -hmm. you know, things to experiences because you don't know how they're going to unfold. You don't know what you're going to learn from them. So I really like how you tied that exposure on alignment. And next time I'm having a Soma Speaks Wellness series, I may have you as a panelist. Hey, (laughs) I'm here to help. I think it would be fun. I'd love to come on. And I think like what you're saying, like about, you know, how you meet and how we've met and like the teenage, I mean, usually we're just trying to get out of running, right? Like, cause we're, we ran track together. So we're just trying to find a way yeah. to get away from coach Jones. So he doesn't make us run extra for not running hard and oh, how we've evolved right now. We have two business owners, two married people, families, like it's crazy. Like Absolutely. to just see the growth that we've both had. And, and I think that, you know, it, it all leads us to here. Now we have a platform where we can share some of the thoughts that we have, ideas, our experiences, and how we can help people. And I think that it's so beautiful when you see someone living their life's purpose. And I think we both are square dead, like smack dab in the middle of where our purpose is at. And, you know, if someone would have told us when we were you know, 16, 17, if we were even that old, I don't even think I was 17. I think I was 16 in Houston. You have to be like 14. Yeah, because you're like two years. Yeah. So anyhow, we're super young. Like my daughter's 14 now. So think about that. Like that's how long it's been and and just everything that's going on. What are some of the things that you're working on now, Summer? Talk to me about like tell the listeners what's going on with Summer. I know you have some stuff that we want to hear about. Thank you. So over the past couple of years that I've been guiding clients nutritionally and using the recipes that I've created to really help optimize health. You know, I've been stress testing these recipes and I've got hundreds of them. So I thought to myself, what's missing in the marketplace, right? Why aren't people that are not so many nutrition clients suffering, right? Yeah. And there are a lot of things lacking in the ready to eat industry. And so I am working on a line of consumer packaged goods that will be both fresh and frozen. You know, you can find them at hopefully retail outlets across the nation. 
but these will be some of my clients' favorite recipes and some of the recipes that have helped clients lose weight, reverse autoimmune conditions, et cetera. They'll all be dairy-free. They'll all be gluten-free, just you know, cover a few allergens there. But I'm super excited about bringing just these recipes into the world. They're like my babies, you know? Mm-hmm. So bringing all these babies into the world and touching people on a hopefully global scale, you know? Mm-hmm. One-on-one coaching can be expensive for people. It could also be very daunting because it's a very personal, you know, and intimate experience. And if somebody can start their journey with just tasting something that's healthy for them, then they can start the journey that we're talking about of self-discovery and and alignment to become their highest self. So I have to ask you this because I know I always try to put myself in the seat of the listeners. So as we're talking about, you know, nutrition, I I love what you said. You are what your body, what you digest and absorb. Like, I love that. Like, I'm just going to start saying that. But what's a snack that you have? Because I'm thinking like, what do I have that's healthy, right? So what's a snack that like your go-to? Like, I need something. I got it in the house all the time. And this is just like my go-to snack. Okay, so I have to first be super annoying and say breakfast is super essential. So let's start with having a very well-rounded breakfast. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we can snack, okay? At least 40% of your calories could be consumed at breakfast so that you don't crash and burn by the midday. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set that foundation. Now, as far as snacks are concerned, it really, again, goes down to bio-individuality. It depends on your personal activity levels, your goals. You're like, hold on, Summer, you're skirting around the answer. So a lot of people go for nuts. They're healthy fats. They contribute to you know brain function and they help satiate you. They help fill you up. But the problem with nuts is that they're really calorically dense. They're high in omega-6 fats, which can be inflammatory. So make sure you moderate how many nuts you're eating, okay? Let me also talk about fruit since we're on it because those are the two snacks most people grab. Fruits are also amazing. They're, you know, high in antioxidants, phytonutrients, which is plant, you know, nutrients from plants. They give you lots of energy, but they can be high glycemic, which means that you digest and absorb them very quickly. So you get that sugar effect, you know, that impact on your blood sugar, but then you can crash from fruit. So one little hack is to combine high glycemic foods with fats so that it can help delay the digestion and provide you nutrients and energy over a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. So favorite snack would be a smoothie. If you can round it out with, you know, a really nice plant-based protein, some high fiber like chia seed or flax seed, at least one type of fruit and perhaps one type of nut or seed. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a fabulous snack. If you don't have access to a blender on the market right now, Vital Proteins is not sponsored, but yeah. Vital Proteins makes a really good bovine and marine-based collagen. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially, I won't tell you what collagen is. You can ask me. <laughs> we don't want to get get people disgusted right now. But collagen can contribute to really healthy skin, nails, hair, etc. And it's like a stick pack of protein powder that you can shake with almost any of your, any liquid that you want. So water, green tea, you can add it to your coffee, you can add it to your favorite juice, et cetera. So again, that provides you a really nice, healthy serving of protein. Bulletproof makes protein bar Mm -hmm. and generally those protein bars are keto friendly. 
They're usually made with cashew butter and collagen. Again, long sustained digestion, long sustained energy release. So it doesn't have so much of an impact on your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where, where I'd start with snacking. Okay. I just had to ask because I'm thinking we always, I've been having people on, you're the second one to talk. The other person was a little different, but I know that it's a question that people have. Like, so what am I supposed to eat? Summer, I can't eat anything. I just got to eat. I said, you can have all the ice you want and you can drink all the water you want. So, you know, and that, that's going to help you. I just wanted to make sure that we gave that to people because I think sometimes when we're trying to make those changes, we mm. will, in our own mind, like, well, I can't make all these changes today. And I was like, no one said you had to do everything today. Just figure out, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or add to what I'm saying. But I think the first thing is just being more aware of what you are putting into your body. And then from there, people need to document how they feel after they eat what they eat. It's something simple, but it's rarely done. And I think those two things would definitely raise awareness because if you feel like, you know, I eat this and then I break out in hives or I eat this or this happens, then it's going to make you stop or thinking about why I'm eating this. And so that's kind of why I wanted to ask about that. But I mean, is that about right? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, well, ultimately, Emily and I aspire to be a breatharian and I just get most of my nutrients from air. But yeah, no, yeah, I'm right, kidding. I'm, right, I'm totally kidding. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, because people are going to be like, well, how does she get the nutrients? Yeah, we just breathe it in, right? We just go yeah, out way no. in the sun and you know, <laughs> photosynthesis. And we just get yeah, no, I love food just like the next person. And again, it's not about vilifying the foods, but it's about seeing how they're making you feel. You know, as far as when you notice a food is making you feel lethargic or bloated or any of the range of issues that food can create, you can eliminate that food, you know, try to source and eliminate that food, boost your immune system with organic foods and with, you know, make sure you're hydrating yourself, make sure you're lowering your stress levels, et cetera. And then you can reintroduce that food back into your body because how it affects you today doesn't necessarily mean it'll affect you in the same way in two months from now. But it's about cycling your foods. And that's one thing that I like to do with my clients is I expose them to such a range of food. Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, nuts and seeds from Brazil that aren't at the market. It can be a specific variety of broccoli. You know, mm-hmm. we don't just have one variety of each type of plant. There's so many different. Like, did you know that there are, you know, 50 plus varieties of broccoli? Probably yeah. not. No. But it's like eat bok choy and celery and really try to discover a range of foods that have a range of different vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, because they will all provide something different to your body. I'm not a financial advisor, but it's like diversifying, right? That's and exactly, that's, you took the words out of my, I was going to say, you need to diversify your plate. Exactly. <laughs> diversify your plate, get to know yourself and don't pigeonhole yourself into what you think you like. You know, mm-hmm. there's hundreds of millions of things out there that you can like. So really about what should you eat? Some of the most anti-inflammatory foods are clearly plants. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're eating a range of leafy greens, right? Make sure you're eating lots of different squash. Squash are like pumpkin and zucchini and yellow squash and kabocha squash. And you don't have to just eat them, you know, roast them. You can also braise them with coconut milk and add a little bit of bone broth or chicken stock and turn it into a rich kind of stew, right? You can pair those squash with grass-fed beef. But again, make sure that, yes, see how the foods are making you feel, but also there are so many different diagnostic testings and blood work. So start with the blood work, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't get the blood work journal, Mm -hmm. if you can't get the blood work, that's where you should start. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
see how the foods are making you feel, diversify, and then make changes accordingly. I like it. This is the Minority Money Podcast, you know, where we're trying to change the complexion of wealth. And so one of the things that we ask all of our guests and absolutely going to ask you is, is what inspires Summer? What is inspiring you to continue to grow and learn? Really just knowledge in general inspires me. I love meeting just people from different walks of life. I love traveling and just really finding out things that I didn't know that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Some people don't want to know what they don't know. So I love it. I like this question because I I know your family. So this one's a good one. So how has your family supported you on this journey? Well, as you do know, my sister ran ran track with me and we we did most of our athletic adventures together. Shout out to Tamara. Uh, Hi, Tamara. When you hear this, you you better listen to it. Shout out to Tamara. Anyhow, go on. She could be on next. Yeah, she's got a lot of information, especially in personal finance. So shout back out to her. I will just give you a small little bit of context, but my dad was diagnosed with leukemia a few years back. Dad and I got to vibe out on on just all the different cool things in the world and supplements and food and, and phytonutrients and exposures. And so my parents have been very supportive. And I will say this, if you have young ones, one thing that I really appreciate about my parents is they never forced me to eat meat. I grew up vegetarian. They were meat eaters, meat, seafood, all of the above. And they never forced me to eat that way. They wanted me to discover my taste on my own. Now, fast forward, I did, you know, I dabbled in in meats and seafoods and things. But if you have little ones, you know, expose them to a lot of food, but don't force them, right? Because you don't know what their individual, you know, biome, their microbiome, their gut health needs. So kind of take that journey with them Mm -hmm. instead of being dogmatic about it. Absolutely. If you could offer one piece of advice to our listeners, what would that piece of advice be? I would say just be very introspective about your life in general and how diet and career and relationships and all these things are making you feel. Again, give yourself permission if something doesn't feel right to pivot and, you know, research or move on. I just want to give a little, just another extra tidbit. I love people and I love engaging and connecting. And so ultimately I wanted to have a platform and I wanted to have group fitness classes and seminars and podcasts and all of these things. But I realized that I was really uncomfortable with public speaking. Mm -hmm. And I decided that, you know, I found out that deeper was a feeling of inadequacy and Mm self-doubt. And I really had to address those issues before I was able to evolve into the person I am today. So really just kind of spend some time with yourself. Give yourself at least five minutes every day to connect with yourself on a deeper level so that you can hear those cues that are coming out from your body and your soul and spirit. I love it. What you said is very powerful. Like you had to dig deep, you know, because we have some surface things that we don't want to talk about. But when you get really deep, then it's like, oh, wow, it's it's one thing that you needed to change that actually allowed you to make a massive change in your life. So love that summer. It was great having you on. And if the listeners want to get some more of summer, where can they find you at? What social medias are you active on? Where can our listeners get some more? So I'm on Instagram at Soma underscore nutrition. I'm on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Soma underscore nutrition. You can email me at summer at Soma dash nutrition.com or you can find me on the streets of New York. Yeah. 
Google. <laughs> we can always that's le- just Google Summer White Suski. Thank you again. Like I said, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show, to be able to share the platform with you and let you get your story out there. I think you have an incredible story. You've been on an awesome journey and your family has been so important in this and integral. You know, shout out to the entire White family. You guys have some awesome daughters and they're doing some great things. This is the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and to be supported by others just like you. And again, we're super happy to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it cannot be completely your one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But guess what? If you have any questions, or maybe you just like to chat, please reach out to me directly at emlin at minoritymoney.com so that we can get to know each other there. Thanks for being here, and we're signing off.